How often do we hear from everyday people? His stories from someone who look like you, work like you, live like you do. The good, the bad, most importantly, the truth. Because we're not all celebrities. We don't have a camera following us around to document our reality, but we do all have problems, issues, an elephant in the room that we continue to avoid in hopes one day will fade away, well I say, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Part 2 of Wives and Women with our special guests Star Starling, Sandra Hopkins, Agnes Rogan. I think why women are so hard on each other is because as a woman, I know women. You know, I go back to like the Garden of Eden, like Eve, when she was kind of seduced, became manipulative. So she, a woman can be, you know, like she knows how to manipulate and guys can be really naive. Like they can really not understand when a woman is coming at them a certain kind of way. You know, we always talk about this Proverbs 31 woman, but really what this conversation was, was a mother telling her son who will one day be king, king, listen, this is the woman you want. This is the woman to stay away from. You know, this is what's trouble. This is what you mm -hmm. want. And so as a wife, I'm called to be your helpmate. That's not only in the kitchen. That's not only with the children, but I'm also your helper when I notice little mm -hmm. Jezebel's popping up. So if that's me going through Instagram and saying, hey, we don't need to follow her. You know, mm -hmm. we don't need to, that's because we go to church together doesn't mean we, we need to follow that person. <laughs> just because, I'm you telling know, you. Come on, I was saying, I was talking to Sanja a little bit about that. Sometimes women stereotype other women. Yes, yes, that's true. In my 20s, you probably could have found me with a short skirt. If I would have bent over wrong, some cheeks would have been showing from somewhere. <laughs> I'm at an age now what I don't see it as sexy. It's not even about being presentable. I just, I'm, my sex appeal has changed, you know? So yeah. I do the things to represent my sexy, but because I am naturally an attractive woman, I bring intimidation. And it could be because of lack of trust or maybe they've cheated in the past. It may be some women who feel like they don't all the way know Agnes. Agnes, I, saved soul since she was a teenager, but she's still attractive. And yeah, yeah she yeah. Kids, uh, I'm yeah. married too, so I'm around my husband. Hey, you know, but that's and a it's good point, right. But I have friends, their husbands may be NFL players, or you mm -hmm. know, they have money, and they yeah. invite me into their home. But one mm -hmm. thing, as a wife to a wife, I would never give her a reason to think that I would ever in any way, you know, whether that's being Sometimes left in room by mm -hmm. myself with him, what I wear how I dress him handshake never being too cordial you know because I went over to one person's house and they're married and the way the wife what she was doing in front of my husband I'm like oh my gosh like, like this is unacceptable but you know what the thing is people see what they want to see they believe what they want to believe but even my husband was so uncomfortable and this is where it comes at to where you're gonna help me because Caleb is more quiet it was to the point, I was like, hey, uh, Aiden needs a bottle. Can you go get out of the car? He said, I'm so glad you did that. Because she was just doing, like, basically <laughs> yoga while we're having, like, a, a, a living room conversation. <laughs> what the hell? What? what? And now, like, yes. I was like, is this part of the marketing? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a great point. But it's like, but you know, sometimes you can be the example of a very respectful person 
And a woman will still see what they want to see. They will still believe what they want to believe. It's right. illusion is real. So mm -hmm. you can sit there and you could just be polite and it's, oh, that bitch trying to show me out. Oh, she's trying to be, you know, she's trying to be this. Because what you don't know is what personal conversations that they have in their household. And it right. may be a way yes. All it takes yes. is take this one little, why can't you be more like Agnes? And you don't even know that conversation exists. No, no, we've had anybody like that. My husband had a friend who was married and basically brought his wife to our house and basically was like, I need you to teach her. Like, you need to be like, you don't tell her to be like me. Uh -huh, yeah, because like, she you automatically with your spouse. And that's yeah. what I was going to say. You have to dwell with your spouse according to knowledge. So there's a book, Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages, because one thing is not, you know, just because you love, like Sandra said, she likes Tiffany's and she likes gifts, you know, gift giving. But that may not necessarily be her husband's love language. So if she was trying to give him gifts and give him gifts, but yet he feels like, okay, you know, you don't love me, but you're like, I give you gifts, but that's mm -hmm. not how he communicates love. And so I just, I know recently with some of our young adult couples, we did the love language test so that we can better understand really how does my mate communicate love? Is it quality time? Is it physical touch? You know, they say men want sex, sex, sex all the time, but that's not every man. Some men mm -hmm. just want to sit on the couch and watch a movie and cuddle, you know what I mean? Yep. Or Reboot you know, yeah. or words of affirmation. They feel love when you're affirming them. So it's important to understand how your mate communicates love. Right. You have to submit to your own husband. So just yeah. because my friend husband likes this kind of lingerie doesn't mean my husband's gonna like it. Right. I remember when I got married, you know, I had got all this lingerie and stuff from like, for like your bridal shower and stuff. And honey, I, you know, not knowing this is my first time. I remember one day I put all this crap on and I walked in. Hey, so what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, ah, this is what you like, right? And it's like, no. You know, like, you know. So I was like, oh, man. So you think that all men like this or all men want this and that's not the truth. Yeah, you know that's what not I mean? true. So I think that's, that's not true. trying to yeah, give true. my husband what my mama thought my daddy needed. I love the idea of us as women. We all have our own style, our own way. And, you know, we all got our own man. And it's like, okay, we as women do have to select what things we want to talk about and things that we don't want to talk about when it comes to our mate. We have to be careful with that because I remember being like me and one of my girlfriends like way back in the day, we're not friends anymore. But obviously the reason why is because she was telling me like we were in our 20s about this little guy that she was dating. And sure enough, she was telling me everything that went on with that situation. And I thought, Wow, I was like, that sounds interesting. Never thought anything about it. Well, sure enough, you know, where's the girlfriend cold? Then all of a sudden, a month or two later after they break up, here he comes knocking on the door. Like, I mean, not knocking on the door, but just basically literally calling saying, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I noticed you when you were hanging out with us. And I'm like, you know, girlfriend cold says, you don't sleep with your girlfriend's man, you know. Where, but where, he, yeah, where's that code, Sandra? Where's right. that code? Where'd that code come from? You know, because <laughs> the first thing I thought about was, wait a minute, she told me that you. <laughs> you know, you don't, so sleep, you don't sleep with you don't sleep with your girlfriend's husband. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so their boyfriend boyfriend is too broad. You might you might you might get around. You might got two boyfriends. I'm out. I'm out. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that is 
so terrible. I would say, say you can't date your girlfriend's boyfriend while they're dating. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that the rule? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Erica, that ain't the rule, is it? It's not the rule. I mean, I mean I'm saying, like, I don't have a it's lot of... It is kind of, kind of the rule, I, yeah. It is kind of. But it, for me, right. I was like, I can't lie and say that I wasn't like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm interested in this situation because the curiosity was there. People's imagination is there and you have to really be careful when you put those images in people's head. Now you can't stop people from feeling the way that they feel. There's right. some things that you just cannot change. People will go out, they're gonna feel a certain way, they're gonna look right. a certain way, they're gonna do certain things. But you know, I think that it's important for you to make sure that there are certain things that you do keep to yourself as a married woman because I don't mind showing people that uh, you know that my husband will do an upgrade on the first class or you know our next trip we're like let's go private let's do not, this let's yeah, do that not, not just married but period yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but period no. and you yeah. have to kind of keep that to yourself sometimes yeah. because... and, I, and, I learned that, and I learned that the hard way you yeah. know because so. they come creeping you know, they come curious. They like, oh, you treat me like, you treat her like that. I'll yeah. do all this for you. And they pay attention. Girls pay yes. attention. See, I, yes. I was, it was back in my college days. I was raised around. My mom used to tell me, you have associates. Your family's your friend. I had your friends for you. Your sisters are your friends. And I'm like, I don't, they, don't even, they don't even deal with me. You know, like me and my little sister, we got closer once we were adults. We were 19, 20 years old. My whole childhood, I couldn't stand her because I felt like she (laughs) took my attention away from me, you know. But I get to college and I meet these girls and I'm like, oh, I'm confiding in them. These are my sisters. We're sisters, you know, like we're cool. And they see me dating a guy and they're like, oh, he's doing that for Jackie. I wonder what he'll do for me. And I learned that the hard way. And it was like, it was a situation where I was over my boyfriend's house and there was a knock at the door. And he goes to the door and it's my girlfriend and he goes back to sleep and I mean he lay down he's like oh that's for you that's that's such and such and I'm like she don't even know I'm here I haven't even told her I was here but she's been there with me before and so I said she came for you so you go back to the door so he goes back to the door and she's hey how are you I was in the area going to Hickory Hollow Mall I thought I'd come by and see if you wanted breakfast or something and he was like oh Jackie back there and she you could hear the silence in her voice like oh shit you know she was I've been following you I knew you had to be here like no 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 you know and it and it just showed, you know, like it showed real early. And it, I mean, and it that was the first case. And then the second case was another situation. But it's like you show me who you are the first time. You gotta believe who they are. You gotta you believe it. You have to believe. You gotta believe it. Like you can't be. And like, then oh, she was really just trying to see if I was there. Like no, <laughs> no. She wasn't. She was trying to screw your man. And that's just the bottom line. And I mean, they I'm just not in there. I can't say that it wouldn't have happened. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. There is always a reason behind it. There is sometimes you, it may be innocent starting off as just a conversation, but we have to recognize, especially as wives, you have to recognize 
when there is a predator in the territory, just like the shepherd watches over his sheep, and when the snake comes to bite at their noses, it has to be the shepherd that uses his staff to get those snakes away from the sheep. And that's where the way it is in a marriage. You know, sometimes we're the, we're the ladies with the staffs that are saying, hey, no, you need right. to step away from this situation because uh, unfortunately, you're not mature enough to realize that, and I'm not saying my husband is immature, I'm saying the other, the snakes aren't as mature. They're not looking to be friends. They're looking to prey upon. And so there has to be a point where we as women have to sometimes stand up and say, look, I'm going to protect what's mine. For me, at the beginning, when we started dating, and I had promised myself that I would never, ever date a man again in the church at all. I said, I was going to get me a sinner. I want somebody that I knew was lying and stealing and <laughs> doing all this stuff. I needed, I wanted him. Because I was like, at least I know who he is. I ain't got to go through no whole bunch of smoke screens. So for him, at the beginning, he courted and pursued and pursued and pursued. And then when I started sharing things with him, I was like, that relationship doesn't look right. You know, it, it has an appearance of evil. It has appearance of something that doesn't look right. Maybe you should look at that. And it wasn't about me telling him, hey, you better do this. It was more so like me bringing up the information. And his response, if it had not been positive, we wouldn't be married. So right. you have to make a decision sometimes in your marriage of saying, hey, am I in it no matter what? Am right. I in it when the respect is there? Am I in it? when we are not seeing eye to eye what can we do to right. make it work right, and, right, and right. you've got to be willing to just do that and unfortunately sometimes we're just not we're not ready to do that we're just not ready most of the time people think they want it but they really don't want to do the work you know they my dad did work said growing up you know anything worth having is going to require work you know and nothing's going to come easy and that's one thing about marriage is I don't think people have a true understanding of what love is. According to 1 Corinthians 13, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but you can go read it, but it talks about, you know, how love is patient, love is kind, love is long-suffering, you know, mm-hmm. love uh, does isn't boastful, love, you know, it talks about everything. Like Lauren, that, let's Lauren Hill, love is unboastful. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but this is what love is. Another thing that my mom always said, you know, never say what you never will do or what you <laughs> never will put up with mm-hmm, until right. you, you don't know what you would do until you're in that a situation, situation to where you got away your options. I'm going to force you to make that decision right now. (laughs) As a whole, we have given viewers a lot to think about, a lot to absorb, a lot to actually just kind of compare with their Mm -hmm. own lives. So you found Mm -hmm. out that your husband, your boyfriend, your main interest was cheating. What would you do? Would you take them back? Would you work it out mm-hmm. today, right now? What would you do? And I don't want to. You know what? You said something do. earlier about whether a woman was right for staying or whether she was wrong for uh, whether she was right for staying or whether she was right for leaving. And mm-hmm. the question that you asked, actually, the Bible addresses that in a marriage. Mm-hmm. That if your spouse does commit adultery, that that is when God gives you an option. Mm-hmm. 
to permission yeah. to leave. Exactly. But then he I'm also right. And so you have an option to stay or you have an option to leave. And God has put those choices in your hand. But he mm -hmm. said that if you choose to stay, if you choose to stay, it it's not that you're going to keep rehearsing it and keep saying mm -hmm. what you did. That. No, you let you forgive that person. You let it go and you act. That's what love and mm -hmm. that's what forgiveness does. It treats it as if it never happened. So you what, know, and that's what Jesus so what would you do? for us. What would I do? Girl, Agnes, Agnes probably, and Mary since 2012 with three kids. Yeah. I think if I was currently married, <laughs> I would probably, if, if I was in a situation right now, I would kind of weigh my options, look at the end game. And if I really felt like he was truly sorry and if I really a good feeling like that he wouldn't do it again then i would i would try to work through it and try to work through the emotions and work through it together i would put a little bit more effort in at my current stage of where i'm at in my life right now but if he did it again after that it's a, it's a wrap okay he cheats right mm -hmm. it's understood we find out more more times than not when you find out it's because the woman reveals it because mm -hmm. the man the man he never be like you know what honey i feel so bad i cheated on you you know like that's never that that's in a movie they to protect you because they love you so once this woman finds this out when you say i'm gonna stay with my husband and my family i'm gonna stay with my husband and my family and we maybe go to counseling mm -hmm. we maybe go to you know why uh to marriage therapy we maybe mm -hmm. go to something to try to figure out why this happened and how to prevent it do we do or do we just solely know that if my husband cheats i'm gonna be with him regardless Oh, no, no. I think, you know what, um, like, like Star said, that I would want to figure out where the door was open. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think somebody says, you know, about children, you know, that if a baby messes on itself, you don't throw the whole baby away. You change that baby and you keep mm -hmm. going, you know? And what I realized is that marriages, you know, sometimes I look at marriages, I, like my in-laws, you, know, you know, they've been married over 30 years. My parents have been married close to 30 years. But a lot of times you see marriages doing great. You know, it's like you want that 30-year marriage and you're one, but you don't even know all that that 30-year marriage has had to endure, the storms that they've had to weather, the situations that they've had to overcome in order for them to be where they are. There's another book that I'm reading called it it's called the four seasons of marriage. You know, marriage goes through seasons and some seasons are longer than others, but this book basically with the word of God, it helps you to understand and identify what season I am in. How do I move through, navigate through this season without causing it to be prolonged? Or how can I prevent this winter season? What can I do to keep my marriage in this spring, summer type season, you know, more so than the fall and the winter? So you can't say because right now my marriage is experiencing a winter season that I don't have a good husband or it's not meant to be or it's never going to be good but you know if you're willing to work through it like Sandra said with biblical principles and see oh my goodness this does get better you know it does get better I know like I said I got married a virgin and I remember like on our honeymoon night it was like horrible I was like oh my gosh this <laughs> is terrible this hurts it's uncomfortable I don't like it <laughs> what if I would have thrown in the towel right then you know what I mean like but also, you know, what? This, is this is not it this is not what the movies depicted this is how much <laughs> you are making <laughs> you know what I mean? And I remember, here it is, me seeking out counsel. I called my OBGYN on my honeymoon. I'm like, hey, this is what's happening. <laughs> you know, like, this is not what I thought. He was like, oh, you know, he laughed. He said, listen, you.
you can expect this for the next few months. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he gave me counsel and mm -hmm. wisdom on, okay, the more you do it and you use the right thing, you know, he, he taught, he, you know, how to talk me through how to get through this, navigate through this oh, season. Baby. You know what I mean? And, but now yeah. like, it's like, okay, I got it. You know, so it gets better <laughs> as you see godly cancel. <laughs> You should have been able to call I me. Feel like and I feel everybody <laughs> failed. I, I said my mom, everybody failed the church. My mom, everybody. They did not prepare me for that at all. Oh, wow. Everybody failed. I was like, that was not uh, right. But you get used to that after a time. And like, you know that because you got three kids. Shit, you know. But sure. Sanja, would you stay if you found out that your husband cheated? I would probably stay. Why I would stay with him is because he would stay with me. Right, I agree. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I'm, I'm just that's saying it, that no matter it. what, he has stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And if we can get past this, definitely, like Erica said, a conversation. That's definitely, like you said, Jackie, some type of counseling. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for counseling outside the church. Sometimes it's important yeah. to make sure that you do that outside of the church. I agree. Um, because of the fact that we're in the first family, you know, so we know what that, that, that feels different. But mm -hmm. I have understood that my ministry is not that ministry. My ministry is at home. And so when you understand that, then you understand the certain things that you just have to and things that you won't do. So for me, I think the biggest thing is, is that if he's walking in a level of forgiveness when it comes to you, mm -hmm. then you should be willing to reciprocate the same things. Because see, one sin is not bigger than the other. Right. It just right. emotionally right. how we That's respond right. to it yeah. is what makes it different. And yeah. so even if he cussed you out last week, it's supposed to be on the same level as if he was this person that was unfaithful. But yet and still, there are so many levels of unfaithfulness that mm -hmm. come from a whole bunch of other situations. It, it has right. nothing to even yeah. do with sex outside of marriage. Yeah. It could be pornography. It could be, mm, um, yeah. you know, right. talking to, like, is, is pornography a deal breaker? Do y'all feel yeah. like pornography? No. 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 I'm saying for me. So Agnes, I don't know. Agnes face. <laughs> Wait, listen. <laughs> no. So Kurt, so Kurt Franklin and his wife, she okayed pornography for Kurt Franklin. He what? He what? what Kurt Franklin's wife approved pornography for him. Oh, so I know. I can attest that I don't know pastors per se, but I know some deacons. <laughs> and they, their hey, their wives are like, I would rather know that it is done in the house than for to have them go. But outside. hold on, if it's done, yeah, I know, and that and that, that says a lot <laughs> about the level of trust. But I should have. We should have. That's, that's to me, you subject. should not have brought okay. that up. <laughs> No, no, that's true. So, so, so like, like, no, you let you start letting him watch pornography, then he gonna want you to let somebody come in the bedroom, honey. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, you say no. <laughs> you say no. You uh -oh. say no. Now, now, I'm gonna give 
give y'all the unsaved answer because y'all are so I mean it. So civilized. I mean, just give no, give us the answer. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. 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 Just so this is, right. so this is, there's no right or wrong here. So this is where I'm at in my life right now. If my dude, if he cheats on me, I'm gonna forgive him after I cheat back. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> that's, I that's just me. Too, that's just me. It's yeah. just me. Like it's, hey, I, I, for I, I, I am a very secret If you, if we gonna clear the slate, baby, let's make sure we feel the same damn way. So, <laughs> hey, but, but can I say something? A woman cheating on a man. Is different than a man cheating on a no, woman. No, it's not. Because, because I swear to God, because, I, can, no. I can walk away like this, this thing, just like no. a dude can. No, 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 no. No, seriously, this is one thing that because the way a man views his wife as you know, this treasure, this untouchable, they don't want they don't want the thought of another man. Mm -hmm. I know. Even being with him. <laughs> so it's funny, like even like me and Caleb, we met in high school. He don't even want to, like, he don't want to hear about, like, kindergarten boyfriends. He don't want to hear about, if you thought you were in love in ninth grade, like, I've been your only love. It's something yeah. about you being their pre their treasure, you know, their untouched. The you know what I mean? That's because once a woman goes and does something, a man, like, can check out. Mm -hmm. Like, he and, can and, and, and so checked out. That is my silver lining. Where, this is where mm -hmm. I'm at right now. If you want me to forgive you and say that this was a mistake, babe, I'm, damn, I made the same mistake. No. So, so are we going to get past it? <laughs> are we going to get past it? Or are we, it, it, do you got a problem, the equal problem that I have? Why you want me to be the tough one? I'm going to bring up the fact that you, you the head of the household. You were supposed to be the provider. You were supposed to set the examples for the family. I'm going to do it all. I mean, we're going to, we're going to, you're going to really have to digest the fact that you want me to forgive you for something and, and, and admit that you don't, you can't forgive me for it. So but are we going to forgive, are we going to forgive each other? You I'm very typical. deeper in a hole. You I'm very prevent the hole. <laughs> God, hey, God is working on me. I don't know how to turn up. I don't know. Well, how to I mean, the thing, the thing is, uh, I sent Jackie a question, you know, which was what's a deal breaker in your relationship? Mm -hmm. And you have to make a decision right. on what is a deal breaker. Yeah. And I if, if cheating is a deal breaker for you, then it is. Yeah. I mean, I that's just that, the bottom line. She, but I'm not saying, I don't think that cheating is a deal breaker for me. I honestly, because of how I was raised and the examples that I was set forth, I honestly believe that once I get married, I will be married. But mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. cheat on me, I'm going to cheat on you. And that's just not <laughs> you say But that's a deal breaker. That's what that's that means. I sleep at night. So if we can get past that, if we can get past that together, we're going to be stronger. No, oh my you God. can't do that. That's not what but, marriage is. But if you, but if you feel like, but because, because my thing is, so my MO is always that I, I prefer a man to break up with me so they can see what they lost and walked away from. Mm -hmm. So I would rather you decide that you cheat first, but when she cheated back, I couldn't take it. And now you're having to settle for something be below me. I'm going to prevail, but I'm she not going to give you that. I'm not going to give you that one up. You're not going to get that one up. No, you're not, no. You're you can't go in marriage with with, with that gonna, mentality. Oh, 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 you're telling me that, baby. I'm so sorry. I cheated. I made a mistake. <laughs> Forgive me. 
and I and, and when I cry my tears back, they not genuine. No, it's different. Well, I mean, well, you did yours intentionally. It wasn't a mistake. But the thing, <laughs> no, they You premeditated. How long did it take you to find somebody, Jackie, to go back and cheat with? How long does it? I already, I mean, I already, I already had them in the cut. You had somebody. It's premeditated. It's premeditated. <laughs> You go to that phone. You gotta throw your black book away. You ain't even doing this right. The black oh, book. I no black book. I got mine up here. Uh-uh. You gotta, you gotta erase that memory. Erica. That what you they should be so what they should be thankful for is that I did if if I don't go and 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 make sure that my revenge is with somebody that I know they can't stand. Oh, you don't want to do That's bad. And that's because remember we said no sin is bigger than the other one. Let's let's right. stay focused, like So so when I go when I go to school <laughs> and I repent, God got to forgive me just like He forgot hey. whether it's whether it's right. premeditated or not. But God is not a slot machine. You just right, right, right. nobody's action That's should right. require That's you to no. act out. You no. make your own decisions based on the information you have. Because my thing is this: if we re you you've matured because, like you've said, throughout the years you've had to grow to this. And all I'm all I'm doing is challenging you to say I was listening to songs and I would love to be able to sing that song that says I bust the windows out your car because I like the way it sounds. But me personally, I don't like to act outside of my character because I don't mm -hmm. feel good about it when I finish. Now Aggie probably never had to do this, but when I used to cuss people out before, it felt real, real good. <laughs> you know, I before, felt good about that. You don't do it no you more? If I just called you a real, just a down, raggedy, just, oh, it was wonderful. But now I don't feel that way. It doesn't feel good to do that. So I'm saying as you grow, as you continue to that's, that's mature. That's why I say right now today. Yes, this is where I want to do. Now, next, yeah. next year may be something different. Next week, I may think about what we're talking about tonight, <laughs> and it may be something different. But right now, well, that's all right I can ask. If I get a phone call or a text from a chick saying that, oh, uh, your dude on the way home on Friday, Yikes. payback is it's gonna be in the plan. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> but you need to have a conversation. That's all I'm saying. And I'm a lady, so it's probably gonna be with an ex if it makes you yeah, feel bad. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no new niggas. No. New niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. Sorry. So, so that's quiet is kept. Take this however you want to digest it. The most women that I know. And I know a ton of married women. And I would say out of the married women that I know and the ones who have had their husbands have infidelity in their marriage and they have stayed, they have cheated back. 95% mm. of them. 
And what they are tighter. They are in the service. They are community workers. They Mm -hmm. are, they're all of that. That's what, when people be like, oh, that's a facade because I know this chick and I know this other chick and I know this chick. That's when church becomes a facade for some people and they stop believing in it. But you have women who are in the choir, who are over Bible study, who feel like this what's going to make me deal deal with my marriage. And that's what they do. They do it. And there are men who are sensitive. We've all established that men are sensitive creatures. And men talk to their men, like women talk to their girlfriends. Men let men know who they trust to not let anybody else know Mm -hmm. that they've slept with this wife. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's not uncommon. It's not like, oh my God, this does not happen. Yes, it does. It happens. It happens more commonly than an Agnes that a woman who will take her husband back and not seek revenge. I I admire you for that. I hope one day in my 60s I get there. <laughs> because you well you said you've seen women who have done that, but where has it gotten them? Because I think about a man. Got, you know what you know like no. that can anger them to the point to where now domestic violence can start. Is that no? That you know, you know where you know, you you know, know what I mean? Like you know where you know where it's like gotten them it's gotten them to school functions, I get to present myself as Mrs. with my husband. Yeah. Gotten them to, at graduation, we can take a family portrait. And you said that she's cheated back, right? We go out separate. Mm-hmm. You, have you all seen Ambitions produced by Will Packer? I advise you to see that. The mayor of Atlanta has mistresses. And the wife, who, who's played by Robin Gibbons, she says to one of the mistresses at a at a power woman rally, she says, mm-hmm. I want you to know me and my husband, has an, we have an agreement. And she talks to the woman, and she, she's sleeping with another man that, that's a whole nother story. But they, so it's like, we are tolerating each other for the front, for how it looks. And there is so many people that are going through that motion. That's why it's hard to believe. Agnes is one of the rare cases that I know, which is why I made it a point. I wanted to make sure that she was on this mm-hmm. episode because she is she is a diamond in the rough. People mm-hmm. don't see her every day, but you have people who don't know her and people who think they know her, mm-hmm. who see her post an Easter picture of her and her husband and her three kids and be like, that bitch ain't that easy. <laughs> like, right. and, that, and, that, and that is reality. And you know why they feel that way? Only because they are married and their life is shit. Right. But and they say, like I everybody, think- everybody is painting a facade because mm-hmm. if I'm not happy, ain't no way she happy. This bitch right. ain't happy. Like, and that's how it happened. And you, oh, she's living by God. Oh my God. She's so, everything is a Bible verse. Everything is this. Everything is that. And they don't believe it because they have lost faith because they feel like God has betrayed them, betrayed Mm -hmm. their marriage, betrayed their, their confidence, betrayed any, anything like that. My children don't have both of their, both of their parents at home happily. They may be, they may be together, but one may be living in a guest room. One may be living in a family room. <coughs> they come together for family pictures. It's, oh my God, my happy family. So Agnes, you're a minority. 
Because well, that's you what I'm saying. How can I take being a minority and make it the majority? Because what I'm, you know, I may be the minority, but I didn't come from a home to where both parents were living this godly life and they, you know, like I didn't come from that home. The home that I came from, statistically, I should have been like, you know, the majority. Yes. But I had to make a decision that the home that I came out of would not decision. be the home that I create for my life. You yeah. know, and so even, you know, like I tell my siblings, you know, we had all these different images, but then when I finally truly got an image of what a God family was like, and that was my husband's uh, parents, like his family, mm -hmm. I saw how his mom and dad built their home off the word of God. Like they enjoyed each other. They were always around each other. They wanted to be around each other. They were raising their children up the same way, you know, and mm -hmm. even now they're all still in church, you know that image impacted my mind. And mm -hmm. so I was like, you know, if they were able to build this off the word, then we have to use the word to build our marriage. Because if you don't, you revert back to what you, you know, how your, your mom and dad communicated to one another, mm -hmm. how no, they were that, that's, that's, that's how so they true. dealt with money, what they thought was okay with kids. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you have to be, you know, I don't want to say generational curses, but you have to be the one to you draw the land and yeah. draw the line in the sand and say, okay, it ends here. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, everybody may be doing it, but I refuse to let that be my life story. Mm -hmm. You know, there's uh, this analogy that I heard uh, T.D. Jakes talk about. It was this uh, two kids that grew up in this home their dad was an alcoholic and when they became adults the oldest son never touched alcohol a day in his life and then the second son was an alcoholic and they asked the first son you know why did you never touch alcohol he said because i grew up with alcoholic mm -hmm. then they asked the alcoholic why did you you know why are you so addicted to alcohol and he said because i grew up, I with, grew alcohol. up with alcohol oh, it's mm -hmm. it's right in the same situation but one made a decision that i won't repeat what i saw and the right. other one used it as an excuse for me to recreate you know for me to redo what i saw you know mm -hmm. they made an excuse you know and me and jackie we talked about that the other day is like a lot of people i think they want to stay ignorant or want to stay in the not know yes. because they're not responsible for creating mm -hmm. something better with the knowledge that you have you know but when right. you've been exposed to truth and you know that there's a better way and you don't mm -hmm. take it. That's just laziness. It's yeah. because you don't want the responsibility of mm -hmm. doing the work and doing what it takes to have this life. It's not and that it's my work. life is unsustainable. It's work. Mm -hmm. It's work. It, it is work. I mean, there, there has to be... There's some steps, there's some progress, there's a roadmap and a blueprint that says that, guess what, in order for you to have not what the world sees as normal right. or perfect, but in order for you to have a peaceable lifestyle, right. there's got to be a certain amount, a level of work that you're willing That's to put right. in. And at the end of the day, to speak to what you're saying, Jackie, is the fact that there are people that just play the part because they're getting part of what they want. So you've got a comfortable lifestyle mm -hmm. and you can present yourself in this way. So in order for you to be able to do that, you're going to have to put up with this, this, and this. Yeah. So that's what I was saying at the very beginning, that there are standards. There were certain things that I was willing to be okay with at the beginning before I came into some knowledge until I became more mature until I begin to grow. There is a road that has to be walked. 
and you have to make a decision on whether or not you want to stay right. the way it is or you want to make some changes. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. So, and sometimes sparks fly. You may not agree and there may not be a, a peaceable outcome, but what you do make a decision to do is say, you know what, we're yeah. going to agree that on this subject, I am okay with us working towards things. But if mm -hmm. I'm not work, if he's not working and not willing to put in the work, or if she's not working and not willing to put in the work, then we can't go anywhere. No. And some people are stuck. Some mm -hmm. people feel stuck. They mm -hmm. are yeah. stuck. And I'm here to tell you that there comes a time where there is a rock and a hard place and they stuck between that two. Yes, ma'am. And sometimes you have to make the decision and yep. say, I'm not going to be that woman. I'm just mm. not going to settle. I'm just not going to just be okay with things that are happening to me constantly. I'm going to make some changes yeah. and I'm going to ruffle some feathers and today sparks are going to fly and I'm going to change. The only request that I have is that as long as you understand that there has to be a level of respect, no matter whether your relationship looks different, the new normal of marriage is not the same was when my mom and daddy got married 50 years ago. That was not it. That's not the new normal anymore. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that are negotiable. I have some non-negotiables, but there's some negotiables. There's some things that people feel like, hey, this is okay. We do this. So whatever works for you, work. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to take that away from you, but I know what I believe and I know what's working for me. And if you get to the point that what you're doing is no longer working, then if there are some principles or some words or some instructions that I can give you, I mm. want to make sure that you have it. The Power and Purpose of Woman by Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe! Yes. It is yes. a book that will speak yeah. to who you are, why you were created, yeah. and what your roles yeah purposes were on this earth and what God's original yep. intention was for you. And yep. it really, really speaks to a lot of the things that foundational teachings that a lot of women did it's not really receive growing up. You know, people say, you know, I'm looking for this mate to complete me or he completes me, but mm -hmm. God never intended for your mate to complete you. The way marriage was intended was for two whole beings to come together. You know, mm -hmm. God, your, your mate can never be your everything. And he was never created to be your everything. That's God's job. And that's a big responsibility to put on anybody it's for right. them to be my everything, my joy, mm -hmm. my happiness. I, no, that's God. But your mate, you two whole beings, if we get back to the original intent was, you know, God has given this man a purpose. You know, mm -hmm. he's given him dominion and he's given them authority. And the way that I want, I look at it, if you want to put it in today's terminology, was he's, he's given this man and this woman, this authority, this dominion to basically build a kingdom like empire on the earth. You know, we have Taraji P in empire and all that, you know, on TV, but God has really given this authority to this God woman, this God man to build a godly empire then they produce godly offspring who then produce godly offspring that that when your offspring marries someone else who has this god revelation of what this empire is supposed to be built you don't have to worry about your daughter getting with look you know 
the wrong kind or your son getting them with the wrong because we're all bringing up the god intended uh, mm-hmm. offspring it's been so broken our you know just speaking of our culture yes. from slavery to where we are now we've not even had the image of what god wants us to see what a man and a woman is supposed to be mm-hmm. together you know we've had our homes take taken apart and the mom separated from her children at birth and the husband's not able to be the providers. Then we take these slave principles because that's what we inherited. And then we raise up our children. I was reading the narrative of Frederick Douglass the other day and I'm like, oh my gosh, so much of what he experienced in slavery is what I heard growing up. And so we ignorantly use these phrases and use these methods of raising our family that were intended to keep us below what we were supposed to be. So we had this distorted, broken mentality of what Mm -hmm. a husband and a wife, you know, I said, where does domestic violence come from? But men had to watch the slave master whip and beat women to keep uh them in their place. And so the black men are looking, well, if it works for the master, then it has to work for me. And then we had this going down from generation to generation. It's like, where does it stop? It doesn't, and then you can't say, you know, they had the Bible based on what was told them because most slaves couldn't read, you know, so they couldn't understand it for themselves. So they're basically going off with grandma, you know, this is what Matthew taught, this is what we heard, but it Mm -hmm. takes somebody to really get in the word and say, Lord, you're going to help me to live out this life that you've created me to live. And I'm going to use your word to create this life. Don't just take the preacher's word for it. Don't just go to church and do, no, actually get in there and see what it says a woman is. People go to church because they don't want to read the Bible. Just, That's just so- tell them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Tell me what it says. The path of life being narrow and the path of destruction being so broad, but that path that mm-hmm. is narrow, few will take it. So we're talking about something that people want. You know, people want financial freedom. People want successful businesses. People want successful marriages, but they're Mm -hmm. not willing to put in the work. Absolutely. I've enjoyed the conversation, ladies. I really thank each and every one of you for taking the time out to talk about it. A lot of situations that we have in the Black community, we don't discuss and we kind of make our own assumptions based upon what we think alone is good to bounce ideas off of another black woman hopefully something that we have said will actually change or or encourage you to do something different do something positive thank you for tuning in thank you to our guests never forget that it's never too late let's talk about it